0: Tweet Team Podcast. Here's your host, Andy Burrows. Welcome everybody to the DC Tweet Team Podcast. This is episode 62. I am your special guest host, Freddie Ham, and with me is my co-host, Maddie Jane. Freddie, does this make us English? I don't know, but I think it means Bob's our uncle.
1: Ah, you know, I actually have a an uncle named Bob.
0: Brilliant! Shout,
1: yeah, shout out to Uncle Bob, a huge Washington fan. So love you, Uncle Bob.
0: <laughs> so for those of you who were wondering where Andy and Maurice are, uh, we tied them up. They're in the trunk of our car, mm-hmm. and uh, we run in this this week.
1: <laughs> yeah, loosely, like it, it's not. They're not in pain. They're not you know suffering. Don't you don't have to worry about them, okay? They're fine.
0: Oh, excuse me. They're not in the trunk. They're in the boot. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, but they're still. They're fine.
0: They're they're totally fine. We're in England now. Yeah, they're they're perfectly. They're 100% kind of okay. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of things that are kind of okay, I guess we should start talking about this game. Maddie Jane, our four-game winning streak, which has just been amazing. Yeah, that streak ended. Yeah. It did. (laughs) And I'll tell you what, I don't really feel that bad about it. I mean, sucks that we lost, but I think we're still in a really good spot. It's not like uh, the team showed up and played and I didn't recognize them. And I started thinking to myself, oh, we're really, really taking a turn for the worse. So I actually feel pretty decent.
1: Yeah, no, I I feel the same way. Would it have been different if the team would have just laid over and like taken it you know sure I would have I would have felt really bad but because they came back they really fought at the end there, like they've been doing it felt pretty normal and they really did have a chance at the end so I I I, I don't feel that bad either honestly I I feel I feel
0: okay so that's where we're at we are feeling okay ish Mm -hmm. (laughs) can't say the same for the rest of Washington football oh man Uh, but hey you know It's what makes the community interesting, right? Different Mm -hmm. people, different opinions, some of them very, very strong. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But hey, speaking of strong opinions, I have a strong opinion, Maddie Jane.
1: Okay, let's hear
0: it. And I've had a strong opinion for a long time about, yo, Dustin Hopkins. Mm. He liked low-key trash, okay? (laughs) And by low-key trash, I mean, nah, he trash.
1: Dustin Hopkins to you is is Troy Apke to me.
0: Yes, that is mm. that is a perfect So for those of you those of you who listen to the HT we Are podcast, which is our regular podcast. Shameless yes. plug! <laughs> <laughs> Maddie Jane is very, very critical, has been very, very critical of I feel like Troy Apke's sort of been your fall guy this year. Like everything, like blame it on Troy Apke. You know, like, everything is Troy Apke's fault. You know The reason why we're back in lockdown is Troy Apke. (laughs) It's all Troy Apke's fault. Well, I kind of feel like, you know, Hopkins is the reason why I drink. Mm. He's been so inconsistent, and my issue with our kicker is I can never feel like I can depend on him, and that's what you want out of your kicker. I feel like I can't depend on him for even extra points, which, hey— he proved that it's just the inconsistent play and for those of you who remember the the Wembley game yeah, yeah but I, I digress I, I don't want to just open with a whole Hopkins hate fest I feel like it's gonna come up again and we'll be able to talk about it more but but yeah Hopkins missing an extra point at a very very inopportune time uh, lots of other things went wrong in the game certainly the offensive line just kind of fell apart We didn't have Alex Smith. We continued to not have Antonio Gibson. Two of our starting linebackers were out Pierre Lewis and Cole Holcomb, which I felt like was a really, really big loss for us, Maddie Jane. Going into this game, just kind of depleted in a way. You know what I mean?
1: We're not people that like give out moral victories because at the end of the day, you know, if you play good, that's great. But if you don't win, that's what matters in the NFL, the wins. That, that's what matters. So it's not like we're out giving, you know, these moral victories. But you do have to look at this and say, you know, there is some truth that we were playing with our backup quarterback. Now, Dwayne Haskins is now our backup quarterback. We didn't have probably one of our most lethal weapons, definitely one of our mostly lethal weapons in Antonio Gibson. And I think it was a surprise to all of us when, what was it, Saturday that we found out that Cole and Kevin Pierre-Lewis were going to be out that's a big deal because they've been making, ever since Cole came back, and, you know, KPL, like, he just obliterated, uh, who was it, check in the 49 oh, yeah. game. I mean, just big, they've been, they've been great players. So, like, this team still fought, and they still, uh, they had that fight in them. They still played, ended up coming back, and it was a competitive game, despite a lot of what we're used to and what we've been winning with not being involved. So, you know, I would say it's a valiant effort for this team. Uh, It sucks not to win, you know, it sucks to suck, but I'm happy with the way they fought back today. I think that's the big thing.
0: Yeah, the team showed no signs of quit, and that's something Mm -hmm. that I'm gonna say that has been consistent from the Washington football team this year, is they have never quit. They've never hung their heads. I mean, we have been in every game. Some of these losses have really, as you said, they've really sucked, but... We've been in every game. We were in this game. The big storyline leading up to the game, of course, everyone's going to be talking about it. We got to talk about it. We got to talk about number seven, Dwayne Haskins. And I want to start this off, Maddie Jane. I want to ask you, where do you grade Haskins' performance in this game?
1: That's hard. That's a hard question because it really was a tale of two halves where in the first half. That's been the story
0: of the team, though, now.
1: Well, yeah, it has. It has. Fair enough. In the first half, he, he looked like the guy that we have seen a lot, you know, like that just wasn't good enough, was just, uh, and we'll get into it, but just kind of trying to play hero ball when he didn't have to, uh, putting his the team on his back in moments where you know on a second down where you don't have to do that right now and then it ended up leading to mistakes which we talked about just you know avoid the big mistakes but then in the second half he leads this comeback he makes the right throws he runs when he has to gets you know crucial first downs he's playing so well and it's just kind of like okay hey guy where have you been so overall how do I grade him I don't know i I'd probably grade him about a C because I feel like, you know, his first half grade would have been really low and his second half grade would have been considerably higher. So I'm just going to go smack dab in the middle. I'm going to give him a C.
0: And that's fair enough. I would pretty much feel like I would kind of lean towards that. I, you know, you're you're a little bit nicer than I am, Maddie Jane. I would almost Mm. give Dwayne probably like a D plus maybe. Uh, And the reasoning for that is because I'm going to grade on -hmm. on a curve a little bit and with the other quarterbacks. And it's not fair to compare Dwayne to the other quarterbacks on this roster, but the world ain't fair. Pro football ain't fair. None of this is fair. You remember when Dwayne took the demotion Mm -hmm. and Ron came out and he said it wasn't fair and he understood that it wasn't fair. What? bothers me about Haskins' performance, and I actually thought that his performance was pretty good, and yes, in that second half, I thought his performance was very admirable, and I wish that he would have completed that that game-winning drive. Mm-hmm. It would have meant a lot, right? My issue is that with Dwayne even playing well, I saw too much of the same that I've seen from him. He's had this time to sit back and watch Alex prepare to work on the things that he needs to work on himself as a passer. And a lot of people have talked about this. He needs time to refine himself, refine his mechanics, his footwork, decision making, all of those things. Now, Dwayne was much more accurate than he was when he mm-hmm. came in yes, relief for sure. last week, right? I think we can all agree on that. But I still continue to see things out of Dwayne that just give me cause for concern uh, just holding on to the ball forever at times, not really being able to feel the pocket so well at times. And the crazy thing about Dwayne is that he's got this thing, and it's almost like the Kirk Cousins thing, where he's trying to do too much, or he's trying to play outside mm-hmm. of himself, and then that's when he yeah. makes mistakes, right? But the weird thing was he was acting like that guy, when we were in the game, and he was being the relaxed guy who was playing better when we were trying to come back. It's as if—it's like it was flipped around. Like, when the game was close, he's trying to do too much. And then when we need it, then he wasn't. It's weird. It's like this odd sort of hybrid cross between— because I feel like a lot of times, Dwayne Haskins is like Kirk Cousins, and I know I'm going to get absolutely dragged for making that comparison— but just think about it. Think about the things that Kirk does well, the things that Dwayne does well, the knocks on Dwayne, the knocks on Kirk, right? So, but it's like a hybrid between that, and I'm gonna mm-hmm. take it even further back. You remember Rex Grossman? Yeah. You remember it's like good Rex, bad Rex, right? Like Rex will go on this tear and throw you like like three touchdowns and then play lights out, and then he's gonna throw you some boneheaded interceptions yeah. where it's like, what are you doing, bro? So but having said all of that, Maddie Jane, cuz I've been thinking about this a lot. I'm sure a lot of our listeners have been thinking about this too. What it comes down to is this. Can we win with him? And is he a quarterback 1? And what I mean by that, you know what I'm saying, Maddie Jane. Obviously, he's he is QB1 right now because of the situation that we're in. But is he a QB1 in the NFL?
1: I would say at this point with the body of work that we have seen um, with, you know, obviously some people are going to say, well, that's not a whole lot of, you know, it's not a huge sample size. I get that. But we've we've seen enough, you know, of the same, like you said, to kind of to be able to say something. Can you win with him? I think you can win with him. But can you win more with probably a good handful of other quarterbacks that you may be able to get? I think probably and is he QB1? I would say with what we've seen so far I don't I don't think he's consistent enough to be QB1 even in a system like ours where I feel like our defense is going to be our our strength. I don't know that he is right now as he's playing right now what we're seeing so and again you know I hope that I'm wrong but it you know I think we just always circle back every time we see him and we say this same thing and I think it gets to a point where you're like well is it gonna change I don't know I don't know so that's where I'm at right now
0: yeah you know I get that too and and you're right because it is becoming a bit redundant because I do feel like when we have these conversations about Dwayne we continue to have the same conversations it's the same things it's like you're expecting a different result Mm -hmm. but it's continuing to be the same thing the players the ones that are really really great that really really get it yeah They progress quicker, and you just see it. You can just tell. So I feel like at this point, this is how I feel. It's similar to you. He's got NFL arm Mm -hmm. talent, right? But I don't think that he's your quarterback one. I think he's your backup quarterback. I think he's your backup quarterback a la Kirk Cousins to where, you know, I mean, obviously Kirk is a starter, but is he a top-tier top echelon quarterback yeah. now and I don't know if Dwayne is necessarily gonna lose you games but I don't think that Dwayne is gonna win you games I could be wrong but I just feel like the great ones the ones that are truly special they set themselves apart really really early on and I feel like at this point we've seen enough of Dwayne to see that he's not he's not special right.
1: Which is, that's a tough pill to swallow. And I I think, too, I think a big factor in it is, could he be QB1 somewhere for someone that has the time to develop him? Like maybe, but this defense is, yeah, it's a, it's a big maybe, but like our defense is not going to be together forever. Like you're not going to have this for long. You have a window and you have to work within that window. So we just, if we're going to like, we need somebody that is going to show it right away. That's the bottom line. We can't, we can't have a developmental like project. We, we just can't do that right now with how our team is set up. So it's just kind of the situation we're in.
0: Maddie Jane, I'm glad that you brought up the small window of time. People talk about next year and next year and next year in the NFL. So much changes from year to year. The windows really are so small. And the amount of time where you can keep this much talent together before it becomes cost prohibitive. I mean, Jonathan Allen's contract is coming up soon. And then right after Jonathan Allen, it's Deron Payne and Sweat. I mean, because we drafted all of these linemen back to back to back to back. Yeah. So it's great that they're all here. But they're not going to be here forever. And you said that we have a small window. The other day, Dominique Foxworth, who I'm not a big fan of whatsoever (laughs) on ESPN, just because he was literally talking so much trash about Washington football. And then we turn around and we beat the 49ers. And then this week, he's talking about how next year is when Washington's Super Bowl window, quote, opens up. So you want to talk about being hot and being cold. Uh, but I would tend to agree. If we can get right what we need to get right on offense, yeah. and the defense continues to grow from where they are now, I do feel that way. If it's going to happen, it's going to happen within the next three or four seasons. It's going to have to. Yeah. But before we get too, too far ahead of ourselves, we still got to lock down this NFC East. I mean, we only have two more games left, and we can't worry about what anyone else is doing. We, only, we can only... Take care of what we can take care of in our own house. Right. You know? Right. These last two games are important, but I want to ask you, Maddie Mm Jane, can we do it without Alex? If we have to do it without Alex?
1: It's possible, but I don't know that it's probable. And there's one big thing that I think, you know, as probably a lot of people, I think a lot of people noticed watching the game. I think this team plays differently with Alex at the helm. I really do. And I hate to say that because I, I don't want that to be like that Dwayne doesn't – I don't. I just – there's something different. When, when Smith is playing, and it's not just I think that he's the better quarterback right now or the smarter or the vet quarterback right now. Like I think that there's something different when he's playing. And so I think all this – all the team gets up more – when he's the quarterback. And so I think
0: He's the leader. Well yeah,
1: no, definitely, definitely. And so I think that again, it, it is a possibility. I think, you know, the Panthers and the Eagles, they're they're winnable games. They're they're beatable teams. But am I gonna feel so much better if Alex is healthy and he's back? Of course. I think anybody would. So I'm I'm not sure. I, I don't think I can give an answer.
0: And let's also keep in mind, I mean they got the Alex thing, waiting on Antonio Gibson to come back. McKissick got hurt in this game.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And we got to have Gibson or McKissick. Yes, I agree. Obviously would love to have them both, but I don't think we're doing anything without one of them. Right.
1: And Ron Rivera did say, I believe in his post-game presser, he's hopeful that Antonio Gibson is going to be back this week. Um that's, you know, we that's early, but he was practicing, you know, the I think like Friday of last week or whatever. So Hopefully, hopefully we'll see him against Carolina.
0: Yeah. Well, he can have my toe.
1: Yeah, he can have all of my toes.
0: Remember last year when uh, Terry got hurt and you were going to mail him your hamstring?
1: I was, and I still will. I mean, (laughs) even if he just needs an extra. He doesn't even need it right now, but if he just wants to have an extra on hand, keep it in the cooler on the sidelines. I got you.
0: Maddie Jane's got that scalpel ready to cut out her hamstring. I
1: mean, you know, we are team.
0: (laughs) 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 <laughs> anything for Terry, right? Any,
1: anything for Terry.
0: Yeah, over on our podcast, we give Terry props every week. You know, Andy does something a little bit different on this podcast. He doesn't give props. Over here at DC Tweet, they have Man of the Match. Man I think that's of what it's the called. Match.
1: That's classy. Man
0: of the Match. It's ma- Man of the Match. <laughs> and I'll say it like that. <laughs> it's classy,
1: like, man. That's classy. Man of the is Match. super
0: classy. Everything sounds so much cooler in the UK. yeah. It does. So, Maddie, let me ask you this, and I'm going to do my best Andy Burrows impression for it. Okay. So, Maddie, <laughs> who was your man of the match for Sunday's game?
1: A+. plus. I'm going to give you a man of the match ready for that impression. That was pretty solid. My man of the match this week has to go to somebody that we definitely haven't given uh, any kind of kudos, props, man of the match type of honors to because he hasn't really played too much. But that's going to be Kalik Hudson. And he's another rookie. Uh, you know, I'm I'm really starting to like our rookies. You know, we usually have pretty good rookies. You know what I'm saying? Thank you, Kyle Smith.
0: Gracias, uh, Kyle Smith. <laughs> but, future GM.
1: Right. So we talked earlier that that Cole Holcomb and KPL were both out, and so Kalik Hudson saw meaningful snaps this week, and I think he made the most of something. like one in particular that I was just like, man, that was huge. I believe that it was the drive that the Seahawks started right after. Washington scored in the, so the game now was 2015, I think at the time, 2015 Seahawks, right? And then the Seahawks start their drive. First down, Kalik Hudson comes into the backfield and blows up the running back. I don't know if it was Carson, whoever it was, but for a four four yard loss. Okay. Second and 14. That's huge. That's a huge play right there by a rookie and not only that that was just one play that I noticed specifically but also I will say where he usually is I noticed him a lot on special teams today he was making pretty much every play making every tackle on special teams so I want to say man of the match my man of the match today is going to be Klee Hudson he did a great job. I think he showed that he has a lot of promise. And hopefully he'll be able to get more opportunities even as our guys come back healthy. But he's able to just continue to show himself. Because I think that he's definitely got something to him.
0: Yeah, there's there's more there. There's there's yeah. more there to develop. Right. That's one thing you got to commend this coaching staff for doing is developing these players. Yes. I mean, could you imagine that? Having talent and tapping into it?
1: I've never heard of it.
0: <laughs> but I would <laughs> like to
1: know. So hopefully... Yeah sir rivera <laughs> sir what i don't know will lead us to the promised land of development i mean other yeah you can lead us to super bowl too but like just development please i'll start with that okay
0: so okay all right so my man of the match mm-hmm. i have got to give it to and i was on the fence about this okay, okay? um i've got to give it to jd mckissick oh The reason why I have to give it to J.D. McKissick is because I feel like without J.D. McKissick, we're not in these games. Right. At all. Mm -hmm. I feel like right now, McKissick is kind of this offense. When you take Alex Smith out of the equation and Gibson is hurt, McKissick is the dude.
1: Yeah.
0: We've been saying that on on our podcast all year about about the dude, Mm -hmm. these dudes. Yep. Yeah. McKissick, that dude. He's that dude who's, who's grinding it out. He's... He's your check down guy, you know, and he's making these catches. He's putting the, the offense kind of on his back, you know? Yeah. I mean, obviously Terry is always going to pull his fair share in, but the problem with Terry is he's not a secret anymore. Right. Everybody keys on him. Everybody focuses on him, which helps out other dudes like McKissick and like a Logan Thomas. And you know what? I do want to give a little like side, like mini prop to Logan Thomas because he's been progressing all season as well.
1: Yeah, he's, he's playing incredible football right now. I believe it was his first career 100-yard game. I think he had 101 yards.
0: So hmm. can I ask you this? So along with, because we talked about is Dwayne Haskins QB1, is Logan Thomas tight end one? And I'm not talking about, like, obviously he's tight end one for us. Right. But I kind of feel like Logan Thomas is tight end one on a lot of NFL teams.
1: I would I would say the same. And, and if you would have asked me that like earlier in the season, like we talked about, I would have been like, oh, I don't think so. Tight end two probably at best, but a really good tight end two. No, he's developing so much and he's becoming such um, a key piece in this offense. And he's just making, like he's, he's making such big plays. And so I would have to say uh, that he is, that I think he is a tight end one. And I will say, I was watching... Okay, I was I was trying to hype up for Dwayne Haskins. Okay, his start this week. So I went back and watched some you of had the to highlights. Hype yourself up. <laughs> I did. I, I went back to like the Philly, Philly highlights. Okay, I was just trying here, and there was one play from the game that I had kind of forgotten about, but it was. It was a third down, and he threw it to Logan Thomas, and like he lunged forward. He wasn't touched, and it was like one of the most heads up plays for a first down that I had seen. Like, in for, and that was like the first game, and I think there were little things that we saw. I like, remember that right? play, and
0: it was like no, it was where he caught the ball yes. and he was going to the ground. and He had not been touched, right? And he lunged, so he jumped mm-hmm. forward on the ground yes. to gain that extra yard. Yes, and he did, yes. and he got the first
1: down. And like, I feel like there's been little nuggets, like little moments all year where it's like, huh. Like, that was pretty, like, that was incredibly heads up, like, right there. And he's been doing those things, but it's just, like, now they're kind of becoming, like, I think a regular part of his game almost, where he's just making plays like that very often and almost every time he touches the ball. So I really do think at this point, I think we have him on a deal. We need to lock him up further on at the end of the season. Like, I think he's, I think he can be tight end one. 100%. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, the funny thing is, I... Saw something on, uh, I think, Twitter the other day, and they were talking about, you know, a lot of people were really upset, even myself, that we didn't go out and really get a tight end in the offseason. We just got Logan Thomas, Mm -hmm. right? Yep. We all were, yeah. Who's a, yeah. But uh, I think it was, uh, was it the Browns who ended up signing Hooper? Yes. Or whatever it was, and for the amount of money that they're paying him and the production that they're getting out of him versus what we're paying Logan Thomas and what we've gotten out of him?
1: It's ridiculous.
0: Oh, it's insane. It's absolutely, it's absolutely crazy. Which, again, okay. is another feather in the cap of the personnel department.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, you
0: know, Ron Rivera, absolutely, but all, all the rest of everybody in, in, in pro personnel. So I'm yeah. going to continue to beat the drum and say that Kyle Smith needs to be the GM. I know that's been a hot topic. People have been talking about that. This team and this new regime is so in tune with the fans and, and what we want. And obviously, they're going to make decisions that they feel are in the best interest of the team. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be a rough day at the office if they let Kyle Smith walk. And I'm going to be right there with the angry mob if that happens.
1: Same. Yeah. I'm I'm ironing off my pitchfork.
0: <laughs> 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 uh, already feeling the anger. Well, let me ask you I'm, this, I'm just though, gonna be man, ready. Jane. So mm-hmm. how do we feel if we face Seattle in the first round of the playoffs? Okay, This is something I've been thinking about, mm-hmm. and it could very well play out that way. I think they even mentioned during the game that if the season had ended last week, we would be facing Seattle in the first round. Yeah, And it still could, I think, end up where we end up facing Seattle in the first round, and Seattle's been our kryptonite. Mm-hmm. Yep. In, in 2005, we won that playoff game against the Bucks, and we lost in the divisional round against Seattle. And then in 2007, we got knocked out in the first round against Seattle. And then in 2012, we lost to
1: Seattle, Seattle,
0: right? So it's about revenge time, but I want to know how you feel about if we play Seattle in the first round with a healthy Alex Smith and this game on film, I feel pretty damn good about it. How do you feel about it?
1: I feel great about this matchup. Actually, I'll go as far as to say is I almost, I hope if we're in the playoffs, I hope that this is the matchup and not because it was like Seattle was just so, so bad, but this game is beatable. And and like you said, I think there's something about this, Okay everything has I feel like everything is changing and I feel like a lot has been rewritten this year right like there's been so many things that I feel like have been the demons redeemed. have been
0: exercised right
1: yes they really have and so I feel like this could be another another thing where it's like oh we're gonna face Seattle in the playoffs oh no usually that's a death sentence right but this is't this is a new this is a new team it's a new day. I feel very good about this matchup. Like I said, I kind of hope that it happens because, you know, even though it's Russell Wilson and do you ever really like, it's Russell Wilson. Yes. And I got to give him respect because he's great. He's, he's one of the greats.
0: But he can be had.
1: He can. And this team is, this team is beatable. Like we almost beat them to, we, we almost beat them with Dwayne Haskins.
0: Yeah, we, okay, we're within five let's... points with Dwayne Haskins, a kicker who can't make right. extra points, and right. our offensive weapons gone. Our our offensive line, de- you know, de- depleted. With our right tackle on one leg, and
1: right. Oh yeah. So yeah, let's do it. Like I'm down. Put it, put it in sharpie. <laughs> I wish we could. Sharpie. I wish we could. Yeah. Can we just? Skip Can we start, these well, last start no, beating games on the and... table
0: right now? We want Seattle. <laughs> we want Seattle. Come on, Maddie Jane. We, we want, want Seattle. Seattle. We want, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Yo, ooh, you know, hey, one more thing. I feel like we would be remiss, Maddie Jane. We got to talk about this. Huh? How have we not talked about this? The uniforms.
1: (gasps) The burgundy. The burgundy on burgundy. burgundy. The all burgundy. it It happened it was so good looking oh my goodness it was clean it's It's so clean I love white on white and I love burgundy on burgundy listen if we never see other combinations other than those two I am good with it it is so clean
0: wait so you're so you're down for like the home solid color and the away solid white
1: I mean, I'm not going to be mad at it. You know what I'm saying? But I kind of do like the idea of, like, saving the white on whites for special occasions, you know? Kind of like a nice fine china. You know, bring it out when you want to impress, right? And you really want to, like get up for the occasion
0: i almost feel like when we brought it out this year it was like in case of emergency break glass <laughs> yeah Wild white uniform but it, worked. Like, it worked it worked it did it totally worked like no so. that's and that's and that's 100 the reason why we went on the streak right and if we would have continued mm-hmm. to wear the the, the all-white then we would have beat seattle right
1: probably so but <laughs> the burger i do I, I want us to learn to win in the burgundy and burgundy because that's a Absolutely. look that's a look. Okay. Yes,
0: and uh, there's so much bad stuff associated with the Burgundy on Burgundy because literally the Burgundy on Burgundy is the, well, you can pick one, the that horrible uh, game against Dallas on Thursday night a couple years ago, or for me, the Burgundy on Burgundy was that damn swinging gate play. I <laughs> But the uniform is so fresh. Yeah, it is. Like, it's so clean. It's so good. I mean, how can we not wear them? So, yes, we can learn how to win in the Burgundy on Burgundy. I want it so, so bad because I love the solid uniform combination. It's so awesome. Uh,
1: yeah, and also, Ugh. Lake Lewis uh, put out a tweet and said, you know, he said that, that like he had heard that some people were not about, like, they weren't really liking the Burgundy on Burgundy or White on White, like, they weren't fans of it. And I was like, hmm, I didn't say this, but I'm going to say this here and now put it on record. If you don't like that combination, like, everybody ha- has a right to their opinion, but if you don't, send me your address because we're going to fight, okay? We're going to fight. We're going to fight. Them fighting okay? words. Yep, like, we're going f- to fight, okay? I'm just kidding, but kind of not, so.
0: No, I just had to what, put that No, out if there. you have a problem with that... You can meet outside and May Jane will give you a good kicking. <laughs> yes. Now, I someone will. told me, who's, who's from England, told me one time he said, Any issue can be resolved over a spot of tea or with a fight. Mm. But I feel like you would just kind of like throw the tea into their face and then that would blind them and then yeah. the fight would ensue.
1: I mean, you gotta be crafty. <laughs>
0: She's crafted.
1: Crafty. Oh man. Anyway, enough of that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> this has been I, I, I fun. no no hate. No no violence. No,
0: no, 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 no. No, we appreciate we don't hate. We appreciate everybody. That's yes. what we do, and that's who we are. <laughs> oh. Uh oh. This has been Wrong so podcast. much. Wrong <laughs> podcast. Hey. Yo, hey, we took it over. We can do whatever we want. We run DC Tweet. <laughs> HTWR runs Stop DC it. Tweets. I can hear
1: them yelling from the trunk.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, Stop okay. it. yeah, Andy's Andy's yelling from trunk. Can you can you hear him, <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Well, I guess we'll untie Andy and Maurice and give them back their podcast. <laughs> but you I know, guess. this has been so much fun and got to just say big props to Andy Burrows and Maurice Hawkins for allowing us to come on and take over their podcast. It's been so much fun for myself.
1: And me as well. And yeah, for sure. Thank you so much. It was a fun time. And and you know what? I can't wait to hear what they do because, you know, I heard that they might be doing something on our podcast. So I can't wait to hear that. And again, thank you so much, Andy Maurice. Y'all are those dudes. Okay, in the words of Chase Young, y'all are the dudes. And we appreciate you. 100%.
0: So with that, yo, this has been the DC Tweet Team Podcast. We have been your special guest hosts, Freddie and Maddie Jane. Till next time, everybody, stay safe. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to the DC Tweet Team Podcast. Make sure you go like and subscribe. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcasts fixed. Till next time everybody, thanks for tuning in.